Hello and welcome to another episode of Remix Your Life. This is a segment on uh, the Remix Movement podcast. My name is Stephanie and I'm so happy to be able to be with you guys again for another episode. Something where you guys can listen to this and you can read with me in the Bible and you can apply this to your life and you can remix your current life with Jesus Christ. You can get stronger with him and you can grow and you can be better. All right. Um, if you're checking this out on YouTube, thank you so much for subscribing, for liking this video. Hello, I am here. <laughs> Hopefully we will not have any technical difficulties. Last episode, episode 130. I tried to record, and for some reason, towards the end of that episode, it just blacked out. I don't know what happened to the camera. But uh, that was with the GoPro, and this is with a new video camera. So we're going to kind of see what happens. Also, I'm trying out new things with my makeup. New things with my makeup. <laughs> um, never done this before. Usually, I just have fair, regular makeup. But uh, I've been inspired. I've been watching this new um, Netflix show that's called Glow Up. And, you know, it's, it's not bad to try things out, right? Um, try things out. Be adventurous, especially if you're a woman with, you know, hair and makeup styles and fashion. You're, you're young or you're older. It doesn't matter what age you are. Like, go at it. Have fun. I sent some pictures to my husband. My husband was like, I like it. So maybe we'll just try new things out, you know, add some color in there. <laughs> Uh, all right. So in this episode, um, I kept thinking about Isaac. All right. The son of Abraham. But I kept thinking about Isaac, not when he's older, when he's wrestling with the angel of God. Um, I kept thinking of Isaac like when he's being um, tested. And I mean, not tested, but we're going to read in Genesis chapter 22 and the story is basically titled Abraham's Faith Tested, all right? So, yes, Abraham is the dad, uh, the father of many nations, and he's tested. I get it, right? But I kept thinking, how can I relate in this story to Isaac? How can I relate to what he's going through, how he is dealing with it, how he's managing it? Obviously, he's a young age, but there's always something that you can see, that you can try and, you know, it's always good to kind of see yourself through the lens of how other people in the Bible were. So I'm going to go ahead and just start with that. I'm going to be starting in um, verse 22 of, like I said, chapter 22 of Genesis. All right. And it says the next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son, Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him. On the third day of their journey, Abraham took up, looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here while with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther and we will worship there and then we will come right back. Verse six, it says, so Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he... Uh, himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them walked together Isaac turned to his um to his dad Abraham and said father yes my son Abraham replied we have the fire and the wood the boy said but where's the sheep for the offering 
for the burnt offering. God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. Verse 9, when they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife and to kill, well, picked up his knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, saying, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham said, here I am. Don't lay a, a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you are true. You can truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horn in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yahweh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. All right, so I finished on verse 14. First thing I get from this, besides what we're going to talk about with Isaac, is God is always on time. He's never late and he's never early. And this is a promise that basically like a lot of the times when I'm thinking of my own situations, my own life, um, you know, whatever's going on at work, whatever's going on with my marriage, whatever's going on in my finances, I always rely on this. God is always on time. He's never early and he's never late because what happens is we are so eager to get the promise that we've been asked. We're so eager to get the answer to our problem. And we're like, we want it now. We want it now. We get impatient, right? But God is always on time. There is a reason that we go through certain things. There is a path that God wants us to go through. There is a trust that needs to be built. But God is always on time. He is faithful to his word. And he was here exactly at the right minute. Because think about this. If you're about to kill your own, your own child, your only child, God made it right before that knife punctured any part of Isaac, right before it got to his hair, it got to his chest, it got to his heart, it got to his bone, right before it got to there, God was on time. So for anybody who's listening to this, anybody who's watching on YouTube, anybody who may have stumbled upon this podcast on uh, Instagram or Facebook, listen, God is on time. Whatever it is that you're praying for, whatever it is that you're anticipating, God is on time. He is never early. He is never late. You may be thinking that it's your time, but it's always in God's time. And I'm applying this to me as well. I cannot wait to have my kids. I cannot wait to start my acupuncture. I cannot wait to find out I'm pregnant. But you know what? It's in God's time. It's not in my time. It's not in Lewis's time. It's not when all the treatments are going well. It's when God says it's the right time. He doesn't come early and he doesn't come late. He's on time. All right. So that's the first thing I want to go ahead and jump the gun and go ahead and say. The second thing, right, and the main part of this episode, if I was Isaac and I was walking with my dad to a place that I'm familiar with, right? And obviously, Isaac had done this before. He was familiar with uh, what was needed. They needed the wood. They needed the fire. They needed the knife. They went to a certain place that God had told them. They knew what the steps were. So in his mind, 
you know, three days go by, they're on this journey. He's like, okay, cool. This is the normal stuff, right? But at a moment where he says to his servants, hey, I need you to stay here. Me and my son are going to go up. That's a little different. And if it was me and something that I was so used to doing all of a sudden changed, I would be hesitant. Uh, to be honest, I would be questioning. I'd be like, uh, what is going on? Why are there changes to what's going on? It's almost like if you were going to school or you were going to work, you take the same route all the time, right? And all of a sudden something changes. And I'm not talking about like there's a detour in the traffic, there's construction uh, going on. No, I'm talking about you are told to derail and detour somewhere where you've never been. And you're like, what is going on? Like, what major thing is happening? And I remember this, like, we live pretty close to, like, the Palm Beach airport. And I remember whenever Donald Trump, the 45th president, or 44th, um, when he would come down, the traffic patterns would be different. There would be a lot of police. There would be escorts. Like, there was a reason why the traffic would detour. And we were like, okay, we know that he's in town. We know that he's in Florida, right? That's what I mean. Like, we weren't used to that because we have never seen that before when we moved to Palm Beach. We had never seen something like this happen. And, you know, like, they make a really big deal about the fact that he's here, which, hello, he's the president, right? So I understand. But I'm talking about if you're in the middle of your normal stuff and all of a sudden there's a change you didn't expect, would you be double questioning? Would you ask? Would you be like, what's going on? Like, if it was me, again, I would be like, um, let me pump the brakes. Let me see what's going on. Like, what can I do about this? Isaac doesn't do that. Isaac, the son, keeps going with them. Isaac's like, okay, dad said pick up this stuff. I'm picking this stuff up. Dad says to keep walking. I'm walking up. It's been three days. I'm going to keep doing it. He blindly obeys his dad. And that's why this, this uh, podcast episode is called Blind Obedience. Like, when you're obediently, when you're being obedient blindly, you're trusting in the person. You're you're like, this person told me to do this. I'm going to obey what they say. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to double guess it. He asked only one question. And the Bible says that his one question in verse number seven is we have the fire and we have the wood. Where's the sheep for the burnt offering? So he knew they were about to go and sacrifice something to God. He knew something was about to burn. He knew what the the case was in getting there. But he was like, but where is the sheep? Where? What are we going to be sacrificing? Abraham replies, and he says, don't worry, God is going to provide. And again, this reminds me a little bit of like when you're young and your parents are like, don't worry about it, I got it. And And me, I love to control things. I'd be like, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean you got it? Like, what are we going to do? Like, I wouldn't just be asking one question. This is just me. I'm not perfect. I'm working on this. Like, you really need to trust God to the point where you don't double question anything. Like, you don't second guess it. You have full faith. Like, hey, dad says that he got it. He got it. Right. And the Bible says that they continue on to the place where God told them. So even after he asked the question, where's the sheep to be burnt? And his dad says, don't worry about it. God is going to provide. The son keeps going. Now, the moment where I see here that he lays down his son, Abraham lays his son down. For me, red flag. Again, putting myself in this perspective, thinking, wow, if this was me, I'd be like, um, there's something going on. I don't know what's happening here. Like, 
oh my God, at this point, I'd be freaking out. At this point, I'd be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, like, what do I need to do to get myself out of this situation? But it continues on to say that he just stayed there. He blindly obeyed what his dad did. He did not ask a question while he was there. Like, just imagine, you're being tied up to an offering. You, you know your dad has a knife. You see the knife going, going, like looking at that, picturing that, like you see the knife coming. Like, why didn't he scream? Why didn't he yell? Why didn't he panic? Like, why did this story go so swell? Like, what are the thoughts going on in his head? I really do feel like the this particular story was put this way so that you can really think about how you can put yourself in this perspective. Like, I'm thinking you and God, right? God is always asking for a sacrifice. God is always asking for us to give our hearts and our lives and our and our patience and our, our problems, our situations. He's always asking more of us so that he can deepen our relationship. But how would you feel if you get put into a situation where you feel it hot? You feel it burning. You feel like, oh, my gosh, like if this happens, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like. A lot of us felt like when coronavirus, the pandemic started, what's going to happen if I lose my job? What if I lose my job for more than a year? Like, what if I can't pay my rent? What if I can't pay my bills? What if I can't go to school? Like, all these questions are coming in, but we, we didn't really take the time to say, you know what? Like, I know it's going to be okay. I know that there's a reason why I'm going through this. There's a reason why God wants me to, you know, deal with this. There's a test coming up, but I'm going to trust God. I'm going to blindly obey him. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm not going to let my kids know I'm struggling. I'm going to put on a brave face. I'm going to show them my faith. I'm going to keep giving my tithes and offering, even though I may not have my job anymore. I'm going to continue to give my praise and worship. I'm going to continue to go to church virtually. I'm going to continue to, to hang out with people that are going to invest in my life and produce uh, spiritual growth. Like, God is literally putting us in certain situations on purpose. And it's not for us to think that we're going to fail, but it's for us to think that God is going to come on time and he's going to save us. God is going to come on time and he's going to give us mercy. God's going to come on time. He's going to put us favor. God's going to come on time and he's going to cover us with grace. Like these are the things that, again, when you're looking at this story and you're thinking of yourself and of God. God is like Abraham. He's basically saying, I'm taking you places and I just want you to come. Just blindly obey me. Just continue to follow me. You don't have to ask questions. You don't have to double second guess yourself. You, you don't have to worry because I'm in control. I know what's going on. You may ask him a question or two, but if God says, hey, don't worry about it, I'm going to provide for you, that's a word that you need to grasp it and you just need to take it and you just need to stand firmly on it and you have to forget about your surroundings. Because here's another thing, right? Isaac is looking at the surroundings. He's seen the burnt offering. He's seen everything going on. But you know what else he saw? He saw that an angel of God told Abraham to stop. And he also saw a ram caught in its thorns in a thicket. He saw exactly what Abraham saw. Like the moment he's there, he's tied up. The knife is like not even going to penetrate him. God says to stop. 
He sees that a ram has come. He sees that there will be a burnt offering. And that burnt offering is going to is gonna proclaim the name of God. It's gonna give testimony of the fact that God will provide. And it even says it there in verse 14. You know, to this day, people still use the name, that name as a proverb. On that mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. So think about your life. Think about your relationship with God. Are you taking the necessary steps for you to grow deeper in him? Are you trusting him to the point where you can blindly obey him? It's not bad to blindly obey him because a lot of times we think we have to obey him. But when you blindly obey him, you, you don't need to see the future to know that he has your future in control. You don't need to know all the details to know that he's got you taken care of. You don't need to know the timeline. You're just blindly obeying him because you trust him. That's the kind of relationship that God is looking for. So I hope that this was an episode that you can really get to know and you can really meditate on. Um, I definitely suggest that you reread Genesis chapter 22. And you can also see things through the perspective of Abraham if you like. But uh, for this particular episode, it's all about blindly obeying God. Deepening your relationship with God. Trusting God on a daily basis so that you know that God is always going to provide and God is always in control. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful week. I'm going to be seeing you again on Friday because we're going to be doing our Friday Prayer Wave 4.0. So thank you. Stay tuned on our Instagram and Facebook at The Remix Movement. And again, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.